episode of the Game Time CT High School Football Podcast. I'm Pete Paguaga, and today I'm only joined by Sean Patrick Bowley. Sean, how's everything going today? Good evening, Pete. Um, we're without Kyle this week. He is uh, on assignment. He is on assignment. For, uh, not for us, though. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. For yeah. like his real life. So, uh, yeah, real no life Kyle assignment. today. Yes. Um, so, this week will mark our first. And what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks is we're going to touch on a couple of different conferences each week heading into Thanksgiving week. So this week we're going to we're going to touch on the ECC and the Pequot Conference, and we even have a guest coming on the show later. Do we want to spoil it, or should we make him listen? No, no, absolutely no. We're going to have Timmy King from uh, Valley Regional Old Lime, or actually it's Valley Regional Lime Old Lime. It's Valley LOL. Yeah. LOL, Lime Old Lime, <laughs> because the school is Lime Old Lime, but they just for short, they do Valley Regional Old Lime, or VROL for real short. I can't get over the LOL. Like, anytime I see it in LOL every schools. other sport, LOL schools, LOL sports, <laughs> it just it makes me laugh. What is that? I think it's the, is it the principal or Hildy Heck, who's on there, and it's like, and it's, it hashtags the LOL schools. Yeah. And, and it's, I, it's like, so, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> like, yeah, like like I don't want to think joke. that, yeah, I don't want to, like, are, is she laughing at her own school? No, I'm just kidding. But right. uh, no, that should be it. Should be. I'm excited to get to get Coach King on. Um, you know, Valley is quietly sitting there undefeated. It seems like they're always quietly undefeated. Yeah. this time of year. You know, and you know, I mean, we're we're one of the guilty parties. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking up Cromwell Portland this year. Yeah, uh, I even went to see him, and I was wildly impressed. And you know, it was supposed to be an undefeated, undefeated game heading into this weekend. That's what but, the pundits were saying. Yes, and uh, Old Saber played spoiler, knocking mm. off Cromwell Portland in pretty dominant fashion. I mean, it was close. They really pulled away there late. Yeah, oh, well, let's. it was probably one of the biggest results of the games. I had to actually go through the Twitter machine to figure out what exactly <laughs> would happen. Thankfully, our our, uh, our good friend Dan Zupano was out there. Big fan I, of Dan. Yeah, I think he was – I believe he was doing it for um, uh, CNX. Sports. WCNX? Sure. It might have been. Dan, look, Dan is super talented. He's got his hand in everything. The kid is calling games, shooting games. He's calling Coast Guard games with Keith O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, Dan's all around. And he's got his own podcast. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Dan's podcast. No free ads. I I think it's called like Grind Time Sports. Um, Yeah. There you go. And uh, him and uh, his friend Chris, who's a, they're both Southern grads. uh, So shout out to the both of them. Uh, big fans of both of their work. They're both very uh, talented. We should do an episode where it's just meet the media. Here's your here are your your media because it changes so many uh, so that often. That is true. It really does. And but, you know, there are some people who do a really good job that aren't at the biggest companies or get the biggest, right. yeah. you know, followings and stuff. Well, like guys, that. we kind of base a lot of our work on. <laughs> yeah. We without them, you know, without guys like Rich Zalewski or yep. Kyle Mayer up at the. Zalewski's at the Chronicle, yeah. not the Willamantic Chronicle, and Kyle Mayer's up at the Journal Enquirer. Yeah, yeah. Your boy. I have a lot of boys. Oh, yeah. Your boy, Brian Carpenter. At the, oh, I love Brian. Uh, Big fan the, of BC and, and Shawnee Krosik. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we had his picture up here in one of our first episodes, Mark Jaffe, the yep. Republican American. Uh, and, and, of course, Mike DeMauro and Ned Griffin are all yep. over at, at the day. So, yeah, we... Uh, there are a lot of good guys out there, there but are. it changes every year. You it, know. It, oh, oh, I, I'm remiss. Our buddy... Jimmy Zanner. Oh, how can we forget? That, uh, how we can't forget Jimmy Zanner. Well, of course, it changes every year. I'm, I'm, I'm at a new job every year. Yeah, well, hopefully <laughs> not. Hopefully not this time. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, getting over to the the weekend game. Let's just quickly talk. Yeah, about well, Old Saybrook. Right, Old Saybrook last year lost their best. Uh, two of the best players, you know, they've had in their history 
which would be uh, Vincent Dyer and Vincent. Oh man, <laughs> Vin Dyer and who was the other kid? Oh shoot, I'm putting myself on the spot. I can't believe I don't have this written down. <laughs> I thought somewhere. you had it written down. Yeah, Vin Dyer and uh, I'll get it in two seconds. But anyway, you know, it was gonna be a down year. They had one of the best se- couple back to back seasons, eight and two, best seasons in school program history, I should say, since it's a co op. Um, but never made the playoffs. No, you know, and I mean, but. You know, Mike Marone has done such a great job over at the, you know, Old Saybrook Westbrook. Really, really, really nice job. Um, and think- they were kind of left for dead. I mean, we got a lot of people saying, like, yeah, don't uh, don't overlook them, don't overlook them. And I was basically blatantly overlooking them. I think we were looking to this weekend ahead. But we don't want to jump too much into that game because we are going to have Coach King on, and we yeah. don't want to take away from that interview. So we're going oh, okay. to jump well, into our We'll our talk about it later, I guess. Yeah. No, well, no, no, we don't want to talk about it and talk about it with Coach King. No. So. We'll jump into our, our regular scheduled programming uh, right off the bat, like we do every episode. Our best and worst of Victor Pasco, Vin Dyer, and Victor Pasco. Oh, there so it is. We'll all get right. into it. All, all right, right, perfect. Right, right. Uh, all right, Sean. Well, since there's no Kyle, um, I guess we can start with you. What was your best of the week? Uh, my best of the week. Um, well, I didn't have a pretzel as I said I would, <laughs> um, but uh, my best of the week was having a going to the North Haven Shelton Showdown at Vanacore Field, one of our favorites. Yes. Um, and getting a, uh, they actually, I, I walked through the door and, uh, some of the, the parents or whoever it was that who were, who were, uh, taking tickets and they're like, you, you better head over to the concession stand. Cause they've got pulled pork and mac and cheese, like wow. to, like music to my ears. I ran over there and scarfed that <laughs> sucker down and sure enough, it was all set and already. So, you know, that that's two consecutive weeks, by the way, with pulled pork and, and mac and cheese. We were at Kyle's thing yeah. the week before. And uh, yeah, that's the first I've had pulled pork and mac and cheese at a football game. Believe it or not. Well, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be honest with you. Pulled pork and mac and cheese any day of the week is something that I would. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Oh, pulled pork mac and cheese. I love. Mac I saw and you cheese. with a pretzel, but I did. I did. Um, just it's not my best of the week, but it it, it was really good. Uh, had a pretzel at the Xavier game, which first time I was at uh, the new uh, setup that they have. Yeah, and uh, absolutely gorgeous. You want you want to talk about lighting for like our jobs and our photographers' jobs? Absolutely amazing lighting mm. at Xavier. I mean, incredible. Yeah, it's a nice field. Uh, great facility. McHugh Field. Yeah, McHugh Field. They did a great job. Uh, I gave it was the highest rated pretzel that I've given this year. It was wow. a seven point five. It was really good. And you still haven't had the Granby. I got. One yet. I still haven't had the Granby one. It's just a leader in the clubhouse right, right. now. Granby um, hasn't teed off yet. Let's not discuss exactly. <laughs> but the best part about the Xavier pretzel, it yeah. was a buck fifty. Hey, now that's, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's that's economy for you. I'm pretty sure I got a pretzel at Rafferty during the prep Shelton game. It was like three bucks. I had a I had a cheeseburger at the, you know, just standard at the Wilbur Cross um, Hamden game at Bowen Field, four dollars. Yikes! Ooh, I had a uh, I got two hot dogs with uh, cheese on them at the <laughs> Granby SMSA game at Annie Fisher Middle School in Hartford on Thursday. There you go. With Mark Robbins, uh, I got two hot dogs and a hot chocolate. He just got a hot chocolate. It's an aggressive move because you got I got two hot dogs from a pizza truck. Um, and then Friday, I got two hot dogs at Berlin at Sage Park. Now, speaking of Berlin, and this is my best of the week, Coach Joe, Joe A. I'm not even going to try. Arasimowitz. <laughs> That's so bad, right? It's a, I I pronounce it Arasimowitz. Arasimowitz, uh, Berlin head coach. I went down there for practice the other day. And he let me know this, and I'm going to play this for all of you. 
I'm a big pretzel guy too. Uh, you should try that place, it's called Hopknot. There's one in Middletown, I guess they opened another one, but they got some great dipping sauces, some spicy mustard, cheese. Awesome. <laughs> so, a little uh, awesome from Pete. Yeah, a little there. awesome there for me at the end. Um, always nice to meet someone who's uh, part of Team Pretzel. Mm. Um, always nice to have Coach uh, Joe on my side. And he's also no free the ads. of the house, so that's pretty cool. No free ads. Um, but also another best of the week, and that also comes from the Berlin Ram game, which I was at, was Cal Redman. And I've talked about him before on the show. I did a story on him earlier this year. Sean and I were big fans of him leading into the year. Yeah. Yep. He was on Sean's 25 players to watch list. And let me tell you this. At one point, if you're a high school football fan in this state, you have to go watch Ram play at one point. Cal Redman is an absolute unbelievable football player yeah like offensively defensively i he he carried and don't get me wrong and coach rubin if he if he if he's listening he's gonna kill me for not naming the other guys like like seamus queen and, and kevin clark but cal redmond was absolutely unbelievable on friday night. yeah he was everything that was advertised i had seen him earlier against avon and he really didn't have to do much Hmm. You know, it's not a knock on Avon. They just they don't have the bodies right, this year. They're right. just they're just not a good team. And you know, Cal really didn't have to do much. You you could see how talented he was. But this is going up against a Berlin team that a lot of people have pegged for the game playoffs, and and they might be the best shot to knock off St. Joe's. Though far, they might be the best shot. And here's Cal Redmond on a Ram program that they're having their best season in franchise in franchise in school history already, yep. and they're only six weeks in. And he's right at the center of it. I mean, in that game, he was just here, carrying them here along. Here was, here's what I saw your video. Go check out Pete's video, by the way. It kind of got buried by all the other videos we did this week. We did a lot of videos. We did a lot of it. We're, we're picking it up, which is yeah. good. Um, but the thing I'm, you're struck about Cal Redmond is just how big he is. He's gigantic. Yeah, he's ma- he's like a he's, he's like on what is he six 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 like two six, forty. Six. He's he towers over everybody. He's gigantic. Um, some football program is going to get a great player if yeah. they get him. I mean, yeah, I, I heard he, some FBS or FCS FCS schools, schools uh, looking tight end. Uh, like even Central Connecticut. Yeah, Sean sure McFarland mentioned would love to get in him. his preview this week that even some schools are looking at him to play D end. I would highly recommend making a trip out to Ram uh, or wherever Ram is on the road. Cal Redmond is a must-watch football player in this state. As a PSA, here's the, here are the remaining games. At Rocky Hill this week on uh, Friday night, Rocky Hill's down. Um, so, you know, that might be a good one at Rocky Hill. Um, the next game would be a Saturday, November 3rd, I believe, yeah, uh, versus home versus East Catholic. Then the big one. Then they get November 10th, Saturday as well, um, home versus Bloomfield. Now, Bloomfield at that time, will, depending on what happens, they'll be coming off of a game versus Berlin. And that could be, you know, depending on what happened there, that could either be like do or die time for Bloomfield yep. or in class S or this is, you know, Rams moment. Either way, it's going to be that they win their next two games. It'll be Rams moment to get themselves into the class L play. I think that is when you should go see Cal. Yeah. Cause that's a no. I, yeah. You have no excuse. One o'clock on a November, on November 10th. Not a lot yeah. going on that day. That, that is when you so guys should know. go see Cal Redmond because yeah. he can ball. Okay. So that was my best of the week. Which yeah. I, I, well, I'll get into a real best of the week. I, I, I thought uh, the Shelton North Haven game was very well played Two really evenly matched teams. Um, you know, uh, North Haven, they didn't have Seamus Meehan. 
Uh, yeah, he didn't play uh, the Brookfield. He game didn't play the Brookfield. He's been in a boot. I don't know what the extent of his injury is. But uh, I think he, he has will a hairline back. fracture, according to uh, Coach Sagnella. And I said, "Is that it for for it?" Or he said, "No, um, they're still they're still going to see." But and uh, I got to pull up his name. Here. But the quarterback who did come in threw a touchdown pass <laughs> on his. It was his first uh, his first throw in the game was a touchdown pass. And I'm, oh man, oh, I'm just bad with it. There's so many. When you get to this point of the season, there's just so, so many, many names, names. So many names rolling through your head, you just kind of forget them all. Uh, but it was a great game. Uh, the biggest play of the game, the best, my best of the week, I guess. We'll, we'll go to Jack Carr. Uh, you know, he usually plays the safety for Shelton. You know, and he's at, like everyone on Shelton for the most part. They they're not putting up the numbers they did a year no. ago. Like. Jake Roberts had, uh, you know, I think 1,900 yards passing. He was only like, a, a, you know, a little over 500 going into this game. Um, you know, there's you know, everyone just – it's not just him. I'm not just picking on Jake. But the, overall, the offense has just not – it's been kind of spinning its wheels a bit. You saw it against Fairfield Prep. Um, you know, you saw it against uh, Cheshire in week one. It just – for whatever reason, uh, it, Shelton's just not putting it together. Even the run game, they're, they're not piling up huge rushing yards. And North Ham did a nice job, for the most part, containing him. Um, but you know, Jack Carr, who was getting the ball a little bit, really didn't do a heck of a lot on, on offense. Uh, but he did, on, did do it on defense. Like he was usually play safety. He, they moved him to linebacker. Cause I guess Tyler Janet got banged up and they moved him to linebacker and he made the two plays of the game. He, he, he nailed, I believe Nick Dodge on third and in short. So North Haven's trying to, they're only up four. North Haven's trying to drive, you know, they had plenty of time. They, you know, now Shelton only went up, um, by four with about eight and change left. So that's plenty of time for North Haven. Yeah. So they get the ball. They're methodical. They had to convert a fourth down. All right. So they get that in their own end. Now it's fourth and two, I believe, at their own 44. Now they're going to go for it again. Or, it, well, what happened was Carr made an open field tackle. He basically had to plug that gap and did. I think he dropped Nick, Nick Dodge or, uh, or Devin Brockmer. I, I think then Devin Brockmer on fourth down uh, tried to hit the hit the hole and again Carr was there to, to kind of meet him in the middle now whether why don't you just meet me in the whether middle? uh whether he made the first I could not tell from my angle now it Sagnell coach Sagnell thought that they did but regardless two big plays by Jack Carr back to back that was a really good one uh and since Kyle's not here I'll throw another uh, best of the weekend I once again another prep game on Saturday you know I went over to see Taft which had lost on a heartbreaker to Brunswick the week before. Is talk about close calls. They thought they had scored to end that game to maybe tie it, and they were denied. So now they got to play, face former Harding quarterback and a Clemson commit, Tyson Pumajon, and Avon Farms, which was undefeated. And now they're all kind of bunched up in the Erickson League there. And Taft, behind, you know, Deontay Vines from Danbury's there, um, Mac Nevazer. Ian Nevazer's, I think his older brother, or I don't, I don't they're brothers. Uh, their dad who used to be the Guilford coach. Uh, he's there at Avon. A bunch of, there are a bunch of kids. Even Josh Tracy used to play at the Nording Fairfield. So a lot of Connecticut kids up there. So I was more than happy to check it out. It, it actually, a couple of out-of-staters uh, rallied and win that game. That, that was a good game. They were, and, and they stopped uh, Avon all forms uh, late in the game. They stopped on a fourth down pass and really good game. You know who else is in there? Ainde Johnson from, uh, Fairfield, uh, Fairfield Prep, former Fairfield, uh, Fairfield Prep player. Lots of guys at um, that school. Anyway, but the, the two prep games I've been, uh, I've been to three prep games this year. The last two back back week are were tremendous. Yeah, 
Oh, great, like great atmosphere up there, up in Taft. I'd never been. Beautiful campus. Jeez, in Watertown. <laughs> and then um, and they're going to do it again uh, next week. Now you have Brunswick, which is undefeated. They're going to go up to Avon Oak Farms that should for be a, a big one. showdown um, on Saturday. So that's my best. shout out for just another best. You know, just quick, uh, Doug Harrison rushed for two touchdowns. Coming back from the knee injury that he did to see the season that he's having yep. as someone who is much less athletic than Doug Harrison yeah. ever is, but I had a similar knee like yeah pr- a, a procedure done and what was it an ACL I ACL uh, meniscus okay um and like I still feel it to this day and that was 2012 wow so I still feel it when I like do I keep so to watch him all those six years ago. Yeah, it it still hurts. <laughs> I still have to wear a brace when I yeah. when I play softball. Well, but I'm just saying to see him out there tearing it up was yeah, it's no joke. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, he he was, and you know, it was actually the first time I got to talk to him, and he seemed like a really good kid. He was like all excited, and you know, good for him for for getting back out there. Um, my worst of the week, and we'll keep the worst of the weeks quick. Um, I was at the Ridgefield Wilton game. It, yeah. This isn't the worst, but it just wasn't a really good game. I was just very. Both teams just really didn't play well on offense. and uh, But that's besides the point. Obviously, it's a rivalry game. And uh, my biggest thing is, and this is to fans, who, especially the fans who were talking to me and uh, Rich Gregory on the way out, they were complaining about how disrespectful the Ridgefield celebrating in the locker room <laughs> underneath the bleachers because oh it was next God. to Wilton's. Like, what were they supposed to do? Hold it all in until they got on the bus and left? Like they won the game, it's a, you wouldn't be complaining if Wilton won for the first time in a no. quarter century. You wouldn't if they were celebrating. It wouldn't, you know, just because you lost, you don't have to be a bad loser. And you know, these yeah. are like adult fans, right? These are the same people who are all, you know, screaming and yelling about the handshakes. Now, now it's under. Now they they don't want you to cheer either. Yeah, life. so like that was you know, Ridgefield deserved to win that game. Wilton played an excellent game. The game could have gone either way. Later. Yeah, you know. They decided to go for two when uh, it was 7-6. They decided to go for two. You can't really – they had the play. It was just a great defensive play in the Richfield. Uh, kid's name is is out of my mind right uh, right now. But he had the play. It was the right play call. He just got – he got in O'Brien's face and knocked the ball down. If he gets that ball off, Wilton's up 8-7. Like, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's not, like, get mad that Richfield, like, celebrated in the locker. No, please. Like in the locker room. Or that like, a team scores fifty six points instead of fifty. Yeah, like let's oh, let's please. get over that. So that please. was so that was my worst of the week because like you know what it, it takes away because now you're trying to say that oh they were being di-, you know they it was just look Richfield won the game it was a good game take it for what it is and you go and you get them next time so I that was just that was just really I I I, I didn't like that. Also shout out another best of the week because I'm going through my Twitter feed right now. The kid from Xavier was playing with a yo-yo. Yo-yos are back, and I want to buy a yo-yo and I want to do yo-yo tricks again. <laughs> again? I had a yo-yo when I was like eight. It was like a never. butterfly. I used to rock the cradle. Yeah, I've, you you did all that stuff. I, I knew how to rock the cradle. I like you, never you do it. It spins, and then yeah. And then I would do the yo-yo. I would drop it and it would and just completely just fizz out. I'm like, oh, how do you do? Yeah, get I gotta get, I gotta get. The a best I could do is get a couple of bounces, and that's it. Yeah, I got. That's really basically. Yeah, yeah. You uh, yo. I had yeah. I think it was a butterfly, but I'm not real sure. Do you have any worst of the weeks? Um, I'm gonna go stick some stick with your kind of with fans, you know, trying to tell me what's what. Like you know, uh, what was the what was the comment there, Pete? Oh, the complaining that we had said. Uh, that I had said 
stats don't matter because they don't. And then this the commenter on it was on the Berlin post because it was clearly like looking at Berlin going, why are you guys doing Berlin? Because they play, you know, they don't they don't play anybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, stats don't matter, but there's all but they're all good players. Yeah, they're good players. Stop. Just because they don't a good player is a good player. Yep. Like, can you argue that X, Y, and certain players wouldn't do something against better teams? Absolutely. However, they are good players. We write stories on good players. We write stories not even on good players, but we write stories on that are good stories. Good stories. Berlin's a good story. It is a good story. You got four running backs who Jeez. two are juniors, one's a sophomore, one's a senior. They all get along, you know. And just for the record, this Marco Scarano kid, yeah. watch out. Yeah. He can ball out. But it's a good story. Who look, cares? Look, uh, Dun, well, you, you know, you missed Dunn, by the way. He wasn't a running back. He was no, the, no, 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 no. I mean, his game. It. Oh, I mentioned him Briefly? during my. Oh. I was. He threw three touchdowns. He was right. sick. But he was sick. He he, he had his uh, quote unquote Michael Jordan game. Yes, that's a uh, coach. Uh, often his flu game, Mike the Michael Jordan flu Michael game. Michael Jordan flu game. Um, but it, let's be clear. He said he's not. He, he's not calling himself, he's Michael, not calling Jordan. himself Michael Jordan. I'm calling him Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. Um, but no, he was awesome at the end of the game. But, uh, and he, but, but um, what I'm saying is that uh, our buddy, our buddy Harubic, or is that how you pronounce his last name? It's Harubic. No. The Joker. Oh, he's the Joker. He is the Joker. Love that. Not only not only does he have the Joker gloves, gloves. but he also t- all he does is tell jokes. Apparently, yeah. that's all Pete had in his videos, telling <laughs> jokes. He must be a hoot at parties. I swear. He was fun. Um, but he's he was all state last. He's a good player. Yeah. He's getting looked at. He's got some serious cop. They're all getting yeah, get lost. Uh, people trying to tell us uh, we're not always Wait, right. People are telling us how to do our jobs. No, no they're way. Just, they're just basically saying you're wrong. <laughs> like how dare you do? Like like let's not like. I mean, I'm just, the same type of people would be like, why are you why are you bothering to do the kids from O'Brien Tech? They're a tech school. Oh, they Who don't cares? Play. They're you, brothers. First of all, they're brothers, brothers and they they're good. they're good players. You know what? You do your job. We'll do ours. What was the other? It's the guys on Shelton's sideline. Which, oh, we're not doing that the hand thing again. It's uh, on and on with hand. Hand doesn't play anybody, so therefore they stink. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, you know, well, we we beat you know some guy from Saint. Well, we beat him up on the. It's a preseason season game. I don't care. Who cares? Hand is a great team, guys. Yeah. I hate to tell you this. I think we know that. And you don't want to hear. Well, we beat them last few years. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right. Shelton can't score. Shelton barely beat Shelton could barely beat Cheshire. If Ham was in Tier One this year, again for the eight hundred millionth time, they would be. They are the best team in Tier One. It's unfortunate they don't play in Tier One. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I really do. I want them to play big games too, and we're not going to see them until hopefully stay the, the state playoffs. Yeah, we're not going to see again. I mean, West Haven was it, and they know it. We know it. We want them to see them play good. It's disappointing. We don't get them versus Shelton. It, I get it. They played them last year. I don't know why they don't play them this year. They want to mix it up. But, like, this year, Tier 1 is not good, guys. Shelton is its own worst enemy. I don't, I'm don't. i sick of it. Stop. Oh, will we be – yeah, you, it probably would be a good game. And I'm sure Shelton would get all fired up. They're a proud program. They probably – but Hand is at a different level this year, and, and it's unfortunate. I, I know. And, you know – I don't agree with them that they're going to be number one. I, they're in a discussion. I don't agree with them yet until those teams lose, you wow. know, because of their schedule. That's the only thing you can really say yeah, about it. Absolutely. But again, if you've seen Hand live, they're monsters. Well, that's the problem with everyone it's playing not, on Friday nights. You can't go out. Yeah, and see it has nothing to do with you know their schedule. Hand. Yeah. 
No, they're good. They're not I, six I, and zero oh because they're well, scheduled. Yeah. They're those sick. people don't vote though, so you know. But, but I don't want to. I'm just you know. Stop telling me. All right, I don't want to hear it. All of you, just get lost. And Shelton, clear your sideline off. Uh-huh. Listen, I love all these guys, and I and I love their passion. I'm not I'm not getting on too much, but you know when guys are in my in my shot, they're all up against the sideline, and they're not on the team. Like get get lost with that, please. Every year with you, Shelton. Shelton's not the only program. I, yeah, I know. I know they're not. But Shelton is definitely one of the one of the, I mean, is one of the big ones. Uh, like I, I'm sitting there trying to shoot a play, and you know they run to the sideline, and I got like three fans blocking me, and because they're all leaning into the field. I love you, Shelton, but oof. Um, all right, that's, speaking, that's my worst of the week. Speaking of Shelton, uh, they moved up to number four in the week, jumping some yeah. shows in the poll. Um, so, Sean, you just want to take us quickly through the poll? There yeah. wasn't a lot of movement, but that definitely uh, stood <coughs> out. Excuse me. We don't have a uh, cough, kill switch. Anyway, um, yes, uh, this week in Game Time CT Top 10, uh, the, the, the big, all the top 10 teams won. Uh, North Haven was at 11, I believe. So they're, Should they're, have been in. They should have been in, but as Ned Griffin of the day said, well, they're going to, you know, when they, if and when they lose to Shelton, they're going to be out. <clears throat> so who cares? I think that's true. He is absolutely right. Yep. The big thing, the big takeaway this week is that seven teams in CIS in the top 10 poll uh, had shutouts, like shutout, like victories. All right. So number 10, Bloomfield just crushed Avon 48, zip. Nogatuck crushed Kennedy, 56, zip. Southington beat Connor, 38, zip. Newtown beat Pomperog, 42-zip. And that's just the first, what? That's the first four. Okay, and we get to East Hartford. Yeah, sure, Enfield uh, scored 27 points, but Raekwon Tompkins accounted for 635 yards of total offense. He's on a different... Look, Sean, I, I said this to you Oh, before. my God. Right now, if the season ended today, he's the player of the year. Yeah, oh, no question. He's the best player in the state right now. Right now, the be- he's the most exciting player in the he state. He absolutely is. Great kid too. I actually just interviewed him today. Yeah, so Pete check out a, check out that story on Thursday. Pete will have the story because they're number six East Harbor. They're playing number eight Southington this yep. week. Um, so we'll we'll get to that in a second. But all right, so East Harford beat Enfield fifty five twenty seven. Saint Joseph beat up Stanford. Saint Joe probably sitting there going like, <laughs> wait a second, you guys love us or hate us? What pick one? They were number one to start the year. They lost to a team that is was number one the last three years, and now they're down to five. Because Shelton beat unbeaten North Haven. Look, um, I get it. You know, again, we were kind of complaining last week that North Haven um, wasn't getting any love because they're an undefeated SEC Tier 1 team. But, uh, uh, you know, it was an evenly matched game. Uh, but I, I don't see how you put Shelton ahead of St. Joe right now. Yeah, that doesn't I know St. Joe lost. They lost to Darianne, though. Let's remember that. They beat New Canaan. Strength of schedule matters when to voters picking, when they want when, when they, they want, want to. to yeah, yeah. When 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 they like need to defend their choices, that's when strength of schedule matters. But up until then, right. oh no, no no, it's all about being undefeated. They're you know. But those are the same people who believe in being undefeated that still had North Haven outside of the top. I, I think I think St. Joe's is just a little bit better than Shelton. Absolutely. Yeah, they're 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 very close. I have them. You know, I think I have Shelton. Maybe five. No, no, I think I have St. Joe four and Shelton five, something like that, which is what it was last week. But whatever. I mean, yeah. whatever. It's not that big a deal. They're about as far far apart here as they are from the actual schools. So uh, number five is St. Joe. They okay. Number <clears throat> number since uh, in, in St. Joe game actually, where Dave Summer threw five TD passes. So there you go. Um, uh, we talked about Shelton. 
Talked about Hand. And we talked about they beat up on Foreign, which, Hand, do me a huge favor, though. I love you. Send in a box score, please. <laughs> that goes for everybody, but especially Hand. Yes. Like, send us a and score. If you don't know where to send it, just reach out to us, please. Yeah. Well, it's our emails all over the place. Yeah. That goes for you too, Hill House. Hill House, everyone, someone wants to talk about Hill House. Wow, Hill House, one, two, straight. That's great. Send us some information. We can't talk about your teams. If we don't have information. If we don't have information. And I'm not going to max preps every time. I'm not doing it. Anyway, that's enough. All so right, I'm done being you know, Greenwich negative Greenwich is at number two. Greenwich is number two. They whipped up on West. Oh, Han was, that's another Three. shutout. And then West Hill, they whipped up on West Hill. 53-0. And Darien allowed Darien, seven oh, points. How dare they? How dare they? What a shot. Get credit to Ward. They get in there. They get, get in Just the end zone. Actually going to jump into our ECC conversation right after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Sure. This episode, we are going to start with the ECC. Right. Um, Flat out, right off the bat. We don't need to, to hide this. this. It just has not been a good year for the ECC. No. It just has not been a good year. They, that's they, putting it lightly. They, they joined the, the uh, scheduling alliance. Which was a good um, idea. Great idea. It still they, is a good idea. They did not fare well. No. In that, I mean, even week one, Fitch lost to Hamden. And a lot, some people were picking Fitch to go to the playoffs. Yeah, because they did last year. Yeah. And they lost to Hamden, which you know. is not a bad thing. It's just it was a really ugly game from what we heard. Yeah. I, Ned said that he I texted him that night and he goes he didn't get back he goes sorry I was in the Dunkin Donuts bathroom for the last half hour trying to cleanse myself of what happened in that game <laughs> 6 nothing hand it went good for hand at the time and you know ECC yeah. their top team loses to you know a middle of the road tier 2 team from the SEC yeah. that wasn't good no um, NFA had a shot against Newtown uh, last week to kind of show the big bad boys of the ECC that no one in the ECC wants to play, and Newtown buried them. Uh, it was 14-14 oh, first quarter, and that was it. That was it for NFL. <laughs> yeah, uh, Newtown just really gave it to them, and it's just I don't. I look, there might be a playoff team I, coming geez. out of the ECC. I yo look, we can't. I think Killingly makes it. Killingly just put a thumping on Waterford last week. Oh my goodness, seventy six twenty seven. I thought Water, Waterford was improved. They had that big win over Griswold. Really yep. nice one. The quarterbacks can sling the ball. Yep. They had good numbers. Back in, I, I think mean, his you name score, is. You scored 27 points. You have a shot to win a game. They just killingly rushed for like 360 yards and eight touchdowns. <laughs> so, oh I mean, goodness. there's really nothing you can do about that. Well, here's that. the thing about killing, though. So, killing is still getting votes. Killingly, you know, obviously, really good team. The fighting Jimmy Zanners. Yeah. Uh, the fighting Chad Neals. The run people over. <laughs> Oh, RP. Their RPO is one people over. However, they lost to New London. Yeah. They gave up two cool. touchdowns in London. Good for New London. But gave yeah. up two touchdowns. And then New London loses the, <laughs> loses the Hill House. Hill House it was, pardon Bad. me, Reggie, but Hill House's first five games, where they were, or first four games, they were dreadful. Yeah. They were not good. So I saw, I went out to East because I got a chance to go see. I saw Fitch play New London. And talk about. Fitch could not score. I mean, they're finally scoring now. Who did they beat last week? Who'd Fitch beat? Last yeah, they, it was a big. Uh, it was actually a big win for them. They knocked off. They're four and two. They knocked off Bacon Academy. Right. Well, and they beat Bacon. Wilbur Cross the week before. Right. That was the good one. Yeah. That was that was the win. That was the they actually played well against Wilbur Cross. They got new. They got NFA coming up though. 
right now. Uh, I, I like I, I like fish. They just couldn't score at the time. But, yeah, NFA. I, I, now the NFA. And the NFA has basically knocked itself out of the running. Yeah. They, 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 were, they should have beaten Windsor. They gave up. They went ahead with, with a minute left. And then NFA went. I mean, NFA Windsor, Windsor went right down the field. Windsor, that's Windsor's getting better and better and better as the year goes. Well, on. good for Windsor because very big. Fans we need as many teams as possible Sweden. to contend with hand in Class L. Even yeah. though I don't think any, you know, North Haven. Listen, North Haven showed you something. Played yeah, they in, could get in, anything can happen. But uh, just going back to, uh, they need like Fitch. Yeah, I mean, NFA has got a chance yeah. to beat all those but, teams. But uh, Killingly's an M, correct? Killingly is an M. They're gonna make it, but they're gonna make it. Look, I, they lost to Nolan. You know, turn around, they lost to Hill House. Yeah, it's just it's not a pretty sight uh, for the ECC this year. I mean, what what can what can be done? I mean, well, I mean, they're gonna have to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. You talk about disparity. You know, ECC. You know, wasn't no. always this. But, we've always used to kind of like you know rag on the ECC because they. Oh, all the team. It was just NFA is the biggest school in the state by far, biggest, biggest school in that region by far. Yeah. And I don't blame half the schools. Look, I'm playing field. I I, I got. Oh, you know. speaking of playing well, field. Well, hold on, hold on. I've only got, or Griswold or, or whomever, I've only got, uh, you know, 300 kids, and I'm going up against a school with. One of the biggest schools in the state. Yeah, with 1,200 yeah. boys. Like, I, I get. So that's why the scheduling alliance comes into play. Yeah. But now it turns out when you're going, when they're all matching up against the SEC and the SWC, they're getting their doors blown off. Yeah. Well, Plainfield. Uh, yeah, after, that could be a team. Well, Plainfield didn't play. Who did they? They, they played out of state. They played two out of state games. <laughs> or they're going to play two out of state games. But Plainfield Again. might be 9-1. and one. And uh, right. And whoever pl- they get in the playoffs is. There are some talented You want to talk about schedules? This is where you talk about the schedules, guys. Plainfield, their wins to, to date have been against who? They're, Bacon again, Academy, Amistad. Amistad, which has just started a football program. Stonington, Crack, Mont, uh, they're playing Montville, and uh, Central Fall, Falls. Central Falls, which they win that game? Right, I don't They won by seven. Okay. I don't they're 5-1. and one. Right, they're 5-1. The Crack, though, and Amistad. Amistad. That was who you – they dropped Sheehan. Yeah, they year, had Sheen last year. It was supposed to be part of a two-part. Uh, Sheen deal. went up to Plainfield, went all the way up to Plainfield. It was a far drive. Joe and, and I did it a couple weeks ago. And, you know, yeah, it is a far drive. <laughs> it's very far. And drive. You, sh- you imagine spending an hour in the car with yeah, Joe Morelli? Oh, God. Each way? Sh- no, sh- I, I'm kidding, Joe. Sheen gives Plainfield the business, and then, according to our, our spies, Plainfield said, no, Moth, we're not playing the second game <laughs> at Sheen. Would they schedule again? Crack or Amistad, one of them. Uh, yeah, and then like, Sheen, Sheen's got Grizzly. Gris so well. this is, I mean, look, <laughs> this is a big problem with the CIAC. Like, they need to fix that. Fix that. Yes, but that's clearly like that's clearly like well, we can't compete to you know? not to not let's not completely bury uh, the ECC here because they do have some pretty good players uh, to mention. Uh, obviously, Nassim, uh, Harriet. Nassim Harriet has is having an unbelievable season. He's got what eleven touchdowns so far this year. Yeah. Uh, it's over five hundred yards. Um, our boy over at Wyndham, the wrecking ball. Oh, yeah. uh, Nate, Barbo- uh, Nate Barbosa Torres Torres. just broke the school record for rushing yards. Two weeks yards. ago. That kid, two weeks ago, that kid can ball out. Really good running back. Mm-hmm. Who'd they lose to? Um, like, they lost to Griswold, right? Yeah, they, they've they lost some games that you could, are kind of eye raisers. Yeah, like, well, hmm. you can say that about the whole league. Yeah. but I mean, there's know, no guarantee that NFA is going to win any of these games. Although, no. you know, I mean, who, New who, London. Who, who's your boy over at New London? Commander? 
Jacob Commander. I thought I said in the guide before the Hill House game, looks like a commander is going to be in for a, a big night. And sh- yeah. They they could not get anything going against Hill House. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, again, Ned had a, th- in the day, had a thing uh, last week about the, who's going to make it from the ECC. And, uh, it's going to be Killingly. And I think Killingly is going to make it. And I'm just, ooh, ooh, I, why don't I want to have all these up? And Plainfield. Talk about. Yeah. Those are here too. Because like mean, Griswold, though they're four and two overall, they got a date with Shane coming up. Right. Do, let's be honest here. Do we need an ECC team in the playoffs? No. Do are we? They, no. But are we going to get them? Yes. Uh, I don't think. I mean, Plainfield. Plainfield's going to play. Plainfield. There's a really good shot that they should. Uh, at some point, you, you got to step in and say, like, guys. There's a lot of different things that we would do differently, mm. but. Some of those changes will probably never Here's happen. the thing. Like, yeah, you, you get your eight-win season or whatever it is, nine-and-one season playing a schedule that, let's be honest, it's with teams that are just starting, cracking at Amistad. And uh, you don't – I mean, that doesn't put you – that doesn't make you – you don't believe in – you don't belong in the playoffs. You'll, you'll find out that soon enough. If you stack it up, yeah, you'll get in the playoffs. Yeah, everybody's happy. But then you're going to get in there, and you're going to find out real quickly why, you know – you should have scheduled some tougher games. <laughs> not you, and I'm not again. I'm not picking on them just specifically. Although, yikes! But uh, uh, that happens constantly. That's why NFA went to this tougher schedule. That, well, they were all about it. Jamal, yeah. uh, Jamal, their former head coach was like, "I want to play the best of the best," and they still say the same thing. Yeah. But you know, because now they know how, what they do need to do to get better. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. But another conference, and we're gonna. We're going to jump over and throw it to our interview with Coach King in a, in a little bit. Um, the Pequot has a couple of teams that are going to be knocking on the door of the playoffs as well. Um, we got a big matchup with Valley and Cromwell. Portland, we're going to talk to Coach King about that as well. But does anything stand out in the Pequot that, you know, you really – because, you know, you look at it, Valley's 5-0, and Cromwell, Portland's 5-1, and had him Killingworth's 5-1, and but they're only lost to Cromwell, Portland, mm. and our boys – over in Stafford or six and zero on the other side. So I mean, there's some pretty good teams in this conference. Um, yeah, the first of all, the Pequot, the way it's set up, it's got the two divisions of it can fill a schedule for yeah. each division. Um, I, I there are some good. It's probably the best pure league left in Connecticut. Like I mean, as far as like being good teams, yeah, they're all small schools or, or small co-ops. Yep. I mean, the East, they are the anti ECC. I mean, like the ECC, they don't they can't. The schools are all so disparate in size and everything, yep. and the, and they don't want to, this team doesn't want to play that, and they they give everybody concessions, and you have that's why you have that mess of the schedule. So thank God Al Carbone fixed that whole scheduling situation up, although it hasn't completely, you know. Um, but the Tequot, it, it's it's a it's one of the best like pound for pound leagues in the state. It's it's competitive. You have some really good. I mean, every week you very, look there. Every, there are teams. All their teams belong in there. There are some that you're not that you're like, well, they don't belong here. I mean, back when Valley was like really good and they were winning state titles, maybe you could argue that, but that's not you know, right. entirely fair. Because like when you play in the Pequot League, and, and as someone myself who who covered the Pequot for a couple of years, is you see these teams when they get really good classes. And that's when they're good. And then all those kids graduate, and then it takes like two more years to build that back up. And that is what the, the beauty of the Pequot League is. There's a lot of rebuilding. There's not a lot of uh, retooling. Right. You know, you look at when I was at, when I was covering Gilbert Northwestern, they had Tony Ortiz and John Lippincott, mm-hmm. and they won nine games. Mm-hmm. And 
they're still looking to get back there. You look at a team like Granby, you know, started in 2011. By 2015, they had that really good class yep. of, of Connor Field and, and Don Pe- and Don Dom Pagano, and they went ten and one. Mm-hmm. And they're still looking to try and get back there. Right. So I mean, that's that's I really like. It's the a beauty. good and competitive look league. Look at Stafford. Stafford. Last year, awesome. A lot of kids are Last back. Last couple of years. Yeah, and the kids are back. But when those kids graduate, now what's going to happen? You know, it's, it might be someone else's turn. And you look at Rockville. Rockville's competing, and it seems like it changes Coventry. every year. Coventry was the king of that the Uncas division last year. It everything changed. You know, with Provenost and yep. everything Carlson. changed in the Pequot. So. Yeah, I, look, uh, you have a couple top teams, and then they're they're no short of big games. They all are meaningful games for like yeah. it's it's because it's one of the few leagues that it's actually set up where you play everybody in your league or your division, so to speak. And, and at the end of the season, you have a champion. Yeah, they don't have that in the SEC. They don't really have it in the SEAC anymore. They don't like. Really, because the FCX two sides are, you know, there's not, there's no difference. Like the, at least the Uncas is like the northern schools, of the Pequot, and then the, the Secaucus is the or Sasaucus, whatever, is the Shore, basically Shoreline Conference. Yeah. For football, and it's always competitive. I mean, you, you know, Old Saybrook showed up. They knocked off Cromwell Portland. You have um, HKs playing well, like you just said. There's a lot of I, I I'm kind of I'm digging it. Yeah. Like it's not like the SWC. It's the same thing as ACFC Act. There's small and large school divisions, but it's not nearly as competitive as the uh, the Pequot is. It just seems like there's a lot more game, a lot more exciting matchups in the Pequot, and they're good small M and and, and S schools. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely the winner. Fun. Like the basically the winners of the Pequot League will re- or in runners up will represent themselves in the state playoffs. Yes. and I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. So we're we're going to talk to Coach King a little bit more. Of that. Yeah, we'll so let I'm him gonna, tell us all about. I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw it over to our interview with Coach King. <laughs> Joining us by phone, uh, Valley Regional Head Coach Tim King. Ba- I'm sorry, Head Coach of Five and O. There you go, Valley Regional Tim King. How's everything going today, tonight, Coach? I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're hanging in there. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> hanging in. It's there. another week, so you know. Uh, <laughs> Another week, you know, it's kind of obviously you guys have to flip the script a lot quicker than we do, but just feels like once Friday night and then we got Saturday afternoon games and all of a sudden by Monday we're looking at the next week. Right. So, but, well, we're, we're, we're pretty much the same way. You know, Friday night and then Saturday you go scout and you start in on Sunday watching film and <clears throat> off you go. So for those of you who don't know, this is Tim's, I think this is your 22nd year now, Tim, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, I believe it's my, I was 80, let's see, 97 was my first year oh my God. as a head coach, and I've been at Valley nearly 30 years. Right, okay. 89. 1997, Yeah, when yeah. you were like 12. I was seven, but seven. yeah. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Sorry. <laughs> but. Was, uh, I didn't come on the show to get picked on you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Coach, I'm not too far behind, so don't worry about it. I just had a, you know, the big birthday there, my 28th. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyways, Tim, uh, last uh, they we won a state championship in 2014, and, and they've been kind of looking to get back in there again. Uh, and right now, you can't – what can you say about your team's uh, unbeaten start, Coach? Oh, uh, you know, we're right where we want to be. You know, we started out in uh, – and uh, now we're kind of getting into, you know, the more of the meat of the schedule. Um, you know, the last 
four games of the season because we got shorted one this year. Um, you know, they're all going to be dogfights. Uh, you, you know, when you come in 5-0 and or so, you know, you have a target on you. And, uh, you know, so the next four are going to be, you know, nail biters, and we've got to bring our A game. Um, you know, past couple of games we haven't played very well. Uh, penalties have hurt us. And, uh, you know, we've had four or five scores called back. And so we've got to clean it up going into the last four. Yeah, yeah, your last four games, uh, just looking at your schedule, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but you got Cromwell Portland next week, then you got Rockville, who's 4-2, and two, and yeah, then you got Haddon Killingworth uh, the week of Thanksgiving on the, the Tuesday Lewis of Thanksgiving, Mills, Thor- and, Thor- Lewis Mills, and Lewis Mills, and, and then Haddon Killingworth, who, who's 5-1 who's and one as well. Um, how do you get the guys, you know, kind of focused to take it week by week as opposed to maybe looking ahead at, at some of these other big games on your schedule? All right, well, <clears throat> you know, we've... We call it climbing the ladder. Um, each week, there's a rung on the ladder that we've got to climb, and and uh, you know, as you climb to the top of that ladder, you know, the challenges get greater and greater each game uh, because you get closer. You know, our ultimate goal is to get into the playoffs, you know, and and win another state championship. And you can't get there, you know, if if you lose a game. You know, it's so tight that I don't even know playing nine games if one game. If we lose one, you know, we could get in. Um, mm-hmm. So we understand that, you know, the next four games are actually like playoff games. That's how we're approaching everything. Absolutely. You know, every game is a playoff game for us for, you know, from now until the end of the season. Uh, we cannot lose, you know, we, we've got to go in with that, that uh, mentality. Seems like, Coach, um, you guys have seemed like you've been solid overall. I mean, the defense hasn't given up a lot of points. You know, only six last week against North Brantford, only 10 against Old Saber Westbrook, which turned around this week and scored 35 on, on Cromwell Portland. Um, you know, what, uh, defense, um, how's that been? I mean, what, is, what has been the most impressive part of your team so far? Uh, I'd have to say the defense aside. You know, there's no doubt about it. Um, they've, they, they've done an incredible job. You know, they've kept us in games. Uh, you know, we've had turnovers in the red zone against Morgan. Uh, you know, we've had quite a few turnovers here and there. And, uh, you know, we've put them in a t- tough situation a couple of times. You know, we had the block punt against Old Saybrook uh, two weeks ago and uh, just before the half, and they, they held them to only a field goal. So defense has really stepped up and uh, come to the challenge. This was a team, though. We gotta remind everyone that you guys lost a lot from last year's team that went nine and two. I mean, you lost Mike Kalina, you lost Ian Navazer, uh, the your center and defensive lineman, but who had probably the greatest quote <laughs> I ever heard on a football field. They were in the middle of a goal line stand versus HK, and they're all getting like chippy at each other. And he yelled at his teammates, and he goes, "Hey, there's only room for one psychopath in this team, and that's me." <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a, and you guys won that game. Um, but you know, Jake Krasuski, Blair Allen, Ernest John Pierre, uh, you guys lost a lot of really good players last year. And you know, what were your your concern going in, and how have you been able to fill those gaps? Um, you know, that was that's exactly it. We lost a lot. Um, I was really concerned about the offensive line. Um, coming into the season, I knew I had some pretty good athletes: uh, Jason O'Brien, Ryan Santos, Nick Braga, Jalen Arnum, all track kids, um, you know, basketball players. So they're multi-sports kids, and 
you know, they, they, there are some pretty good athletes right there. And Garrett Watrous, we moved from center to tight end, uh, who had some, you know, good hands. So athlete-wise, I knew we were pretty solid. So it came down to the offensive line. Um, and we're pretty young. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we've got, you know, some large, you know, pretty big, good-sized kids up front. Um, and they've worked hard. And, you know, the big thing is right now is trying to keep them and have them gel together on the front line. So that was my biggest challenge. Who's been a stand? I mean, just the whole unit been a standout this year? I mean, any any guys off the top of your head? Yeah. um, Ben Conrad is um, a junior who's a defensive end to us. He he may be like uh, in the top five or six in sacks, but he's one of our tackles. And then Ben Favellini um, is also a, a wrestler. Um, and one of the top, I think he was in the top three or four in class S last year in the heavyweight division. Um, and he's probably ranked in the top five right now preseason for wrestling. So he, he's a tough kid. Uh, we have had some injuries on that front line and, mm-hmm. and some kids have really stepped up. Uh, Tommy Birch st- stepped in at center for us. Uh, Jeremy Rand got hurt in the Ellington game and he came in and he did a great job. Um, holding the fort down for us uh, to get Jeremy back. Jeremy back, came back uh, this uh, North Brantford game. Okay. So th- they're really starting to gel. Um, and how about your quarterback, you know, Santos? It seems like he's, you know, he's not called on to do a lot of, of stuff other than, you know, I'm only, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, he's called on to do a lot, but as far as, like, just passing, I mean, he's also a runner, too, and then he's got Bragger there and, and Arnhem. It uh, seems like a lot of different guys kind of chip in on the uh, offense on this team to make it go. Yeah, you know, Ryan is probably one of the greatest kids you ever want to coach. He is just a workhorse, and he is so coachable. And he's just a great kid, and he's been working hard. You know, the quarterback spot is such a difficult position um, to jump into. And he came in and, and has just – spent so much time working uh, at it and you know he, he, he's just starting to click you know he's he's really starting to you know we run the read option you know read offense and you know he's just starting to you know figure it out now which and being five and all and if we can get him you know caught up to speed a little bit more and he keeps learning keeps maturing he, he should be pretty good Tell us a little bit about Jason O'Brien. A lot of I, you know, a lot of people mentioned him to me. Watch out for Jason O'Brien. Uh, and then he had that that ridiculous game against Old Sabre Westbrook, which nine catches, two hundred sixty seven yards, and he only had one touchdown, which is amazing to me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. He got tackled at the goal line, I think, at one point, but he also had an interception there too, right, Coach? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So uh, the- yeah, he got he cramped up on about the. 25 yard line going in he felt his hamstring cramping up and you know he's such a hybrid um the kid you know is one of my track stars he won three events in the in the shoreline uh or two events in the shoreline and was part of our uh, record setting relay team four by one relay and i think he was third in the high hurdles he won the triple jump won the long jump um you know, he's just a, a freakish athlete, uh, can jump, you know, out of the gym. Uh, so he, he, and he's getting recruited pretty heavily. Yeah, who's so, looking at him? I'm sorry, go ahead. I said who's looking at him? 
Uh, Southern has been interested in Central. Go Owls. Um, has shown a lot of interest in him. So, so he's going to play on the next level, basically. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, whether it's football or football and track, um, you know, that that's a great option that he has. You know, he can do he, – he's good enough to be able to do both of them, so – Oh, that's good. Good who is the who is the unquestioned leader, or, or are there many of them on this team, Coach? Um, I would have to say Ryan uh, Santos is is one of our biggest leaders, and then Jalen Arnum. Um, he's just a you know a fire plug. He you know he he's constantly you know trying to get the guys fired up. Sometimes in in the wrong way, but <laughs> you know for the most part he's he is such a competitor. Um, and he had a great game. He's had a couple of great games now um, for us. But it, between him and Ryan, they're two big leaders. So you got, I mean, you, were you out over at the uh, the Cromwell game, the old Sabre game? You must have been, right? Uh, yes, we were, yeah. What, yeah. I mean, first of all, did you walk out of there going, wow, whoa. <laughs> what did you think coming out of that what, game? That's what we were saying on Twitter. We were texting, and we're like, wait, this is happening? <laughs> Yeah, we, you know, Saper just just pounded the ball at them, and they kept right to a game plan, and uh, you know they didn't, you know, stagger from it, and they were, I think, you know, wanting to control the clock a little bit, keep the ball out of uh, Cromwell's hands, which I think was a smart move. They ran the ball, and uh, you know, Saper's pretty good when it comes down to pounding the ball down your throat. Hmm. Uh, well, you guys seem to be more like speed. Is that is that about? I mean, you look at like track scars. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, you, look, you could probably go to the Olympics with this team, you know. But uh, but it seems like speed is like your mo. I'm sure you got your share of good guy, big guys up front. But uh, you know, speed seems to be your mo this year. Yeah, we we're pretty much a speed team. Um, you know, we're we're not overly large uh, up. You know, besides the the guys up front, but. Uh, you know we're we're pretty quick and we love playing on turf. Oh my gosh! Somebody asked, you know, our games. If you played on turf, oh no, you know you're going to go play on. We love it. Our kids love love the turf, so that's kind of a uh, advantage we think we feel when we go play a team on turf. Uh, absolutely. I mean, having that speed is, you know, something that a lot of teams in your conference would probably love to have. And you know, we were talking about the Pequot earlier. How it's kind of like if you look at the teams who win, it's like they're there for like, you know, a year or two winning with the same, you know, group of kids. And then they kind of go down for like a year or two. They try to build that group back up. And you guys just never leave the top of the conference. What, what, what do you what what have you instilled in this program that just makes it a a competitor and a, a winning team every year? Like you guys don't have that kind of lull that everyone else has. Well, I've been blessed by having a great coaching staff. You know, I, I, I really do. And, and, you know, people say that and everything else. But, you know, I've had a great, great coaching staff. I've got former head coaches. You know, I, I lost my defensive corner, Coach Ginter, um, after the state championship game. And I was able to pick up Bobby Sanchez, who's a, a you know, a great-minded defensive coach. And, played, you know, college ball and all that. So I've been fortunate. But, I, I, you know, I think one of the biggest thing is 
is that uh, the offense that we run with the spread and stuff like that, and it's it's fun to get out there. And the receivers are getting the ball, and the defense, we, you know, we, we send people. So I think that's built a lot of it as well. And, you know, just just the camaraderie and the way the football program is developed. Uh, you know, we go to camps, we go, you know, to clinics and, you know, we, we do a lot of things. We wait, you know, we have, we go to weight ca- or challenge, weight room challenge and all that. And we go up to UMass. And so we do a lot of things as a team together. And, you know, a lot of people like that. A lot of the kids nowadays like, you know, being part of something like that. So we've been pretty fortunate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely shown on the field and once again this year. Um, but now you guys are heading into this game against Cromwell-Portland. At Blythe Field in Deep River. That Sean um, <laughs> has been requested uh, to, to attend. Yeah, whoever runs your Twitter <laughs> account is, has been needling me all, all season. <laughs> so I said in the guide, I said, I said, win this, Valley, then we'll talk. And sure enough, I, I got a message last night saying, like, yeah. it's time to talk, SPV. Time to talk. We'll see you at Blythe Field. <laughs> but, I mean, that, I mean, this is obviously uh, not only for the Secaucus uh, division, but playoffs. You know, for the playoffs, too. And these are two teams. And, you know, Cromwell Portland comes in with, you know, Nick Wright, Bryce Kersetter. Uh, Lockwood. I mean, they have a bunch of talent on that field. How have you guys? And now they're now they're feeling the heat. Yeah, and now they have their backs against the wall, and you know, losing a game that you know you would think that they probably should have won. Uh, how are you guys looking to prepare for a team that can really move the ball in the air like that? Well, you know, we we're we're pretty much doing what we normally do. You know, at practice, break down film, and then uh, you know we we know that uh, they do throw the ball a lot, so. You know, we're we're hoping to be able to uh, get a little bit of pressure on there. You can't put too much on him. Uh, you know, he loves to break out of the pocket and roll, and then if there's nothing there, take off and run. So it is. It's a difficult week. Um, you know, you get keep the kids in their lanes and and you know stay with them as he starts to scramble. You know, you got to stay with your receivers, responsibility, football, and all that. So. It is. It's a difficult week. That's for sure. You know, we've we've faced a lot of running teams so far this year, and now we're coming into a team that, uh, you know, will throw the ball 40-plus times. So it's it's a different mindset. Nice to have a bunch of track kids, though. They play all defense, right? I'm I'm sure, right, Coach? I mean, yeah, you guys don't well, well, tuple tune yeah, over there, much. do you? <laughs> they never come off the field. Right. No, no I was going to say, you guys don't tuple tune. I know that. But, uh, you know, yeah. when you're playing a team like that, I mean, it must be nice to have guys who are actually running up and down the field and are used to, like, running up and down the field constantly like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Good. <laughs> no, but how do you match up well, Coach? How, how do you match up with them? Um, well, you know, I, I – I think, you know, athletes for athletes, they've got some, we've got some, um, you know, I, I think, you know, offense, it's going to come down to maybe the offensive line, defensive front, um, you know, they, I know receiver wise, they're, they're loaded there. And so we've just definitely have to get some pressure put on them up front. So, but I think, you know, athletes, we, we've got some pretty good athletes too, so. I think we match up pretty well. 
Well, it should be pretty interesting. It was at 6.30 at uh, Blythe Field. Uh, Deep River. Deep. I made the trip from Deep River. This is a coach. Uh, 2013. You guys played Gilbert Northwestern and Tony Ortiz. I think they were 7-0. and I drove all the way down yep. from Torrington to Deep River, and you guys beat them by like 40. <laughs> I remember that game. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I remember I, I asked Sean at the time, I'm like, yeah, like I'm thinking about making that drive down. Sean's like, are, are you sure you want to drive? It was like an hour and a half. There's no highway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, once you get off. Get well, even from road, Torrington, yeah. that was that was some. So that was a fun trip to Deep River. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember I went to Blythefield. Or no, was it Bly? I don't remember where I was. It was some game. It was 2014. And I just seen Anselm just blow somebody's doors off or whatever it was, and I went over to see. I think we were playing Cog and Chalk, and I, I see Tim there, and I, I mentioned the A word. He goes, "Don't say that! Don't say that <laughs> word! Don't say the Ansoni word!" You know? Oh shoot! Oh, but uh, sure enough, they go on and win that that championship. One of the best you know championship games I've ever seen. Yep. Oh, tremendous comeback by Valley Regional on that one. You know, and knock Ansoni off, and you know, here we are again. They've been so close in the state playoffs over the years, and. And this is just another one. I'm sure we're gonna. If they win this, I, it looks like we might see you guys again down the road and uh, state playoffs. Uh, what are you? Ah, oh, geez, now I can't remember. Are you an M or S this year? Shoot. We're an S. Okay, so you don't have to worry about yeah. St. Joe this year, <laughs> but you may have to worry about well, Ansonia. Do you, do you have a preference, Coach? Either division. <laughs> um, you know what? We, we bounce around S and M so uh, so much that. Uh, you know, it it really doesn't. There's some years that you, you know, you wish you were an M, and then other years you wish you were an S. And you know, uh, the way I do it is, I, just give me my schedule, tell me what division I'm in, and you know, we're going to go out and coach the kids and and play it. Yeah, you can um, only control. I can't what you worry can about you know, I can't worry about where they put us or any of that. I can only worry about what you know the schedule that I'm given and who I'm coaching. So. But overall, do you like the, you know your prospects this year? I mean, again, granted, you have a few big games left, but just I guess the, you clean up the mistakes and then you know. But overall, how do you how do you feel like uh, you guys can can what's your potential? I suppose. Um, you know, I, I think our potentials the bar set high. I you know it's it's just that we like you said we've got to clean stuff up and you know really stay focused on uh, you know the the goal ahead of us. Um, but I, I really do. I think, you know, we, we, we've got a pretty good group uh, of kids, and if our offensive line really starts to, to gel, um, you know, that's going to help us a great deal. All right, Coach. Well, listen, thank you very, very much for joining us here. You're our first coach we've had on this first show. First coach. We were, it took us a while to really? get this thing. Yeah, yeah, you're the first one. Aren't you? We, we wanted to work out all the bugs before we started bringing people on. And, and we, but, even though Al, Al Carbone was our first guest, we dropped that phone call like four times. <laughs> we had to restart. So this was, this was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, but nothing but the best for you, uh, Tim. We, we appreciate you coming on here. And, and we will see you out there at Blythefield yes. and see you at the, uh, the Warrior Cats, as Ned calls them, <laughs> can, uh, can, yeah. can pick up another big victory th uh, this week. But uh, thank you very much, Coach, and we'll see you there uh, this, uh, this you Friday. You got it. Yeah, and, thank uh, you, Coach. When you get there, go up to the snack shack and tell them that there's a dog and uh, Gatorade on me for you. Okay? Ah, boy, that's what you like to hear. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Hey, good luck Friday. Thank you. That interview was brought to you by the Just for Kicks Soccer Podcast.
Every Tuesday afternoon, make sure to join Game Time CT soccer writers Scott Erickson and Joe Morelli for the Just for Kicks podcast. From the top teams and players across the state, nobody knows soccer better than these two. Thank you so much for Coach King for jumping on the phone and joining us tonight. Obviously, we his love team, Coach uh, King. yes, very much so. Uh, it was fun. You know, I know he's he's preparing for a big week. This is the first day of the week to prepare for Cromwell Portland, which is easily the biggest game of their season so far. So thank you so much for coach for taking the time and, and reminiscing about the one time I drove to Deep River from Torrington. <laughs> it's like the only time I've ever He was been like, there. Oh. He remembered that game. Yeah, I guess. And so he says. <laughs> well what happened in that game? They blew out Gilbert Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. So, so memorable. So. Yeah, well, Gilbert Northwestern was 7-0. It was my first year covering high school football, so it was memorable for me. Uh, okay. All right, uh, since Kyle's not here, uh, you want to take us there? That was... The meat grinder. That was, I don't even know. That was so bad. I don't, that was either so good or so bad. He does the same thing. <laughs> Wait, you do it again? No, you're perfect. Um, this week... Not not to look ahead to the schedule, but there's one week that's coming up that has so many good games. That said, uh, this weekend there's a handful. You know, we talked Cromwell Portland uh, versus Valley Regional with Coach King. You know, we don't have to harp on that again. Well, we just, mentioned- just quick though. I mean, what do you think? I mean, we haven't seen either. I, you've, we've both I've seen, seen Cromwell Portland. I've seen them once. I think they're going to come out hot, especially at this loss uh, from Old Saybrook, but. Kings stay Kings. I think Valley Regional will win this one and uh, really put a dent in uh, Cromwell Portland's playoff plan. Here's the thing about Cromwell Portland. They've really kind of played, I mean, I hate to say this, but they've been kind of playing down to their competition. They needed overtime to beat North Brantford. They should have been, they were up 20 nothing in that game. Yeah. They went to overtime. Uh, you know, obviously, last week, um, as I look for all the schedules, last week they, uh, they lost. Um, they blew out. Had him Killingworth. They did. That was another. That was. But again, I, I look at that and go, "That's." But you were that at that game, and it was they a couple looked, mistakes, and then that was. Yeah. They kind of count on that, huh? Yeah, they cut, but they, which is good. You take, you know, they take advantage of mistakes. Um, but you know, Kings stay Kings. No pun intended with Coach King. <laughs> but Valley's been Valley's been the cream of the crop, and have proved year in and year out that they're one of the best teams in the Pequot, and you know. If you what's that what's that line? If you uh, best not come at the king yeah, and miss or whatever, yeah. I'm 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 they cool. Come at the king, you I'm best cool. Not miss. I watch movies. Yeah, Cogginshaw. Um, they they barely beat Cogginshaw. That was a head scratcher. Thirteen six. Cogginshaw wasn't doing great. They've picked it up since. Yeah. Um. You know they beat the HK was the only one they really beat up really handily. And Rockville that was a solid win to start yeah. the season. But even then, Rockville hung around. Yeah. So it, maybe this was coming for Cromwell. Maybe they needed a little wake up call here. Well. They definitely got a wake-up call. Let's see how they respond on Friday. Yeah, no, it should be good. I, mean, I don't think Valley's the team that's going to make mistakes and leave the I, door open for them. I can't wait to see this team. So, and I've heard look, everything about it. got a hot dog and a Gatorade. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, what Keep I the think, talent happy, Coach. What I Thanks. think is the best game this week um, is number eight, Southington, at number six, East Well, Stanford. This is the game obviously. of the week. It was an instant classic last year. Um Came down to the final minute. Raquan Tompkins hits Jaden Gardner for a 41-yard touchdown. Caught by ya boy. And it even made its way onto Monday Night Football. Did it? It did. It was on the You Got Moss se- se- segment. It was so good that ESPN didn't even ask for my permission Oof. to use it. Um, 
We uh, all jokes aside, but uh, we. So what are we? One. I'm. I've had a couple clips on ESPN. No, oh, this was before I was working here. Oh so. well, jeez, doesn't but matter. I'm just saying, it wasn't yeah. like a game time thing. Okay, whatever. I we've made had, ESPN last we, year we, we, with uh, with the we, rock paper scissors. Yeah, we're all. We've been all over the place. Yeah. Anyway. I was not, not the tutor on Hornet, not to do, but I think this is the game to watch. Uh, Southington, yeah, this they is had it. New Britain a couple of weeks ago, and they and they and they pulled that game out. Uh, I've heard different things about Southington, whether or not they're going to be able to contain Raquan Tompkins because they didn't last year, and he really made them pay. That said, East Hartford has had a really tough time of keeping teams off the board, and you know Southington can score. Southington can always score, mm-hmm. but East Hartford can too. I mean, you got. You got Gardner and you got Allen out wide. You got David Ortiz, really good running back that a lot of people don't talk about. And you have Raquan Tompkins, who is the best player in the state right now, playing yeah. the best in the state right now. I'm really, I really think this one's going to be a classic again. I'm really, I'm really anxious to see how uh, Southern's defense does against yep. Tompkins. Me too, because the problem was last year was that the secondary for Southington, they were just too small. Uh, regard, other than Sam Thompson. Who who's is, back, right? No, he graduated. Oh, uh, so is there a Thompson who's here? Uh, I think there's a Thompson, not a Thompson. Okay, gotcha. Um, I get confused too, but they the size of Allen and Gardner gave Southington secondary fits. I saw Southington earlier this year; they're not bigger, taller. You know what I mean? So, like, I think they're going to have to play a little bit differently. But you know, Coach Dury is a really good coach, and he knows that. He knows that they were outsized last year, and I'm really interested to see how he's going to game plan around Gardner and Allen. Because if you take Gardner and Allen out of the game, well, now you're trying to contain Tompkins, and that is and and uh, the quarterback for New Britain, uh, Yope, yep, yeah. he killed them on uh, moving the ball mm-hmm. with his legs. You know, and Sean Robinson had a great game on the ground against Southington. And, and, and Yap moved the ball real well against him on the ground. So it's going to be really interesting to see kind of what they try to take away and what they kind of let you – you know, if they're going to try and, you know, QB zone Tompkins and keep him in the pocket, what are they going to do against Gardner and Allen? Or if they're going to just try and take Allen, uh, Gardner and Allen out at the line and you know, let Thompson uh, run all over them. So I'm very interested to see mm-hmm. how Southington is going, to, is going to plan for this offense because this offense is – Scary good. A couple trends here that I'm, I've been looking at. Southington has taken its time putting teams away this year. I mean, they're you know again, it's a new, pr- pretty much a new starting cast on on the offensive side. Um, that concerned me going into the New Britain game, and then they were listless on offense to start that game, and then all of a sudden woke up in the final like quarter and a half. Yep. Um, so that was kind of like their big thing, and then they come back out of the bye, you know, and I think they played Hall. Who was it last? Was it Hall? I believe it was Hall, and I think they, I think they won pretty, pretty handily. Pulling um, it up, they, yeah, they, 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 they came. They, well, they beat New Britain, and then they came out of the bye. That's what it was. They came out of the bye and played Connard last week. Connard, the big, big uh, game for the for the uh, defense, which you know has been playing for the most part pretty well. You know, they gave up seven, seven, thirteen, yeah. seven before the New Britain game. So I think the defense is going to be. I mean, really interested to see how they can. I mean, again, not one of those guys you can contain. Yeah. Do they try and contain him on the ground, or do they try and contain him through the air? He killed him in the air last year. Yep. So do they try that again? Can they do that again? Or do you, you know, maybe try and maybe try and defend the pass, and then or he's going to weave around you? Yeah. See, the thing was last year, <laughs> Southington had like four all-state caliber linebackers. Mm. They're all gone. Yeah. So that second really line of defense. 
is going to be really interesting to see how they defend against Tompkins. It's really going to be, and again, I'm going to say it for the eighth time, it's just going to be interesting to see what Drury does because Drury knew what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Him and I have spoken you know, since uh, last year after that game. And it's going to be, it's going to be what because last year it seemed like such like a coming out party for East Hartford. Yeah, they were they undefeated. Will, yeah. They Send weren't ranked. The playoffs, they they knocked out they knocked off Southington first CCC regular season loss in like three or four seasons. It was something crazy. And then it was like, oh, here comes East Hartford. You that know? was a stunner. East Hartford and, uh, never wins that game, and no, just shows you how far they've, they've they've come, especially with Thompson. They don't have Kevon Jones yeah. this year. Yeah, but Tompkins was a team. that was a kid who made that team. Coach run last Milton. Year too. You know, he loves Kevon Jones, and he talked about him in the preview. He talked about him when I saw him in practice yesterday. He goes, he's a great player. He goes, last year, Quan Tompkins made them go. Yeah. And this year, he's doing it, and then Oh, my God, yeah. He's unbelievable. Just yeah, ju- yeah. just look a good or a fine performer. So let's <laughs> look at what the, he did. Yeah. I mean, it's a— it's He's a video, in it every week. It's a video game, yeah. He did. Uh, so the other thing about, about East Hartford is they've been living on the edge against teams that really, they really— if you Should look, be If you want to be a contender in Class Double L, you can't be— you know, tr- struggling to beat a few of these teams. Um, they, jeez, uh, where is their schedule? As I look for it, they I'm have after Southington. They've East Hartford. Well, they, they have New Britain. Britain. Well, East Hartford. East Hartford has New Britain after Correct. Southington. Uh, they they needed to. I mean, this is a team that struggled to beat Connard. That Southington just roped. Um, they held struggled on. to beat Simsbury. They needed to stop a two point conversion. Simsbury is winless. Yeah. Um, Glastonbury, they didn't get off the great start. I mean, it was always something, and Tompkins had to do something at the end. I mean, he had to save their bacon yep. at the end of the game. Um, you know, I don't think this – this uh, you don't want to get into that situation with Southington because Southington, as New Britain found out, they'll make you pay. Yep, absolutely. So um, that's going to be – obviously, that's the that's game the big the game. Um, so number Number six versus number eight. Great. The other at big game is – Newtown yeah. at Bunnell, 6-0 versus 6-0. Benell, show us. This is it. This is it. This Benell. is it. Benell has been bugging everybody. Pay attention. They didn't even get a lot of votes this week for a 6-0 team. I haven't voted for them all year. No, neither have I. So this is it. You want to prove something? I mean, listen. Let, first of all, about Benell is they, they a lot of kids transferred. They went to prep school. They have Jalen down in uh, Brunswick. He's ripping it up there. Not that Benell doesn't have plenty of good backs. Yeah. Um, but their linemen, I mean, it's just they got raided this year. And, uh, you know, to, to, for them to be 6-0, for Sean McNone to be 6-0 right now is impressive. I mean, you know, it's been a great job by them. And it's it's not just um, N- Nabadian or how do you pronounce his last name? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't even try. The Christ Nadabian, that's He's it. He's been real good. Who's been, or is it Chris? I don't know. Probably Christ. He's been really good, but this is the He's game. He's been the savior if, for Benel. No, not if quite. Benel <laughs> wants, if Benel wants, if Benel wants the love uh, that they that they, you know, think that they deserve, this is the game to do it. Newtown has been on fire. Oh my God, they're They've been playing so well. Expectations. And just uh, this is it. Ryan Lacey and I mentioned this on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Ryan Lacey says Benel's the best team in the SWC. Yeah. When did he last tell you? He that? told me that a couple of weeks ago, and then he, we, we when we spoke at NFA. Newtown, because he, he it backed again? it up, and I and I ask I, ask I, Ryan I said, how he ha, votes. Ha. Ask Ryan how he votes, though. Oh well, I think this is a so. Not only is this the SWC championship game, this is the Ryan Lacey poll. This is the Ryan Lacey. <laughs> it's Ryan Lacey, Lacey public versus Ryan Lacey voter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I think he put Benell in his poll for the first time this week. I don't. Oh, know, I'm God. just. I know Ryan can take it, so that's why I, I don't like to give out people's votes. But I know yeah, Ryan. He works t- with us. Yeah. <laughs> so and then the next game, uh, I think Wilbur Cross at East Haven's a really interesting huge game. game. All of a sudden, East Haven. We were talking East Haven's. We were like East Haven's going to make the playoffs, and now we're sitting there like, eh, you know, that loss to Guilford was not pretty. And uh, yeah, got to see how they're going to respond. Yeah. Well, how about this Walcott kid for Guilford? Guilford. He had this right. He had this. He was out the first few weeks and <sighs> came out of nowhere. Yards. Yeah. Woo. Did something that no one's done to East Haven yet. I, I've yeah. been kind of waiting for this, the shooter drop at East Haven. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, I think Scott Benoit was knew they needed to face this kind of adversity to really find out who they were. You know, you thought you might get it early in the season, didn't. You thought you might get against Xavier, you know. Usually, that's where a division tier or whatever teams go to die. So the big moment now for East Haven. Brantford also lost, so now that's starting to look even like a bigger game, unless they keep losing again. So now, now they need to start winning. And speaking of Wilbur Cross, just a little shout out to uh, Josiah Barnes for breaking James Ward's all-time record, school record rushing yards. Great shout job! Out. That was a crazy game against Hamden. Scored three touchdowns before I could even get there. <laughs> But, uh, Sean wasn't as late this time. No, I was not. Usually, I'm not <laughs> that late. But I, so I texted Mike Madera, and the, who was in, in the booth at WELI, and he was like, <laughs> "I told him, tell them I'm on my way. Tell them not to score. They scored on basically the, the two teams scored. I think three touchdowns in the first like five plays of the game. Wow. You know. So um, anyway, Saturday we'll just go through Saturday quickly. Staples at Ward's are pretty good. We talked about that middle of the road in the FCA. Kind of. Yeah, we're waiting sees, on Staples. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting on Staples. Uh, Ward, you know, has played pretty well. This is Staples' last kind of game that they are. I would say the favorites are in before they face St. Joe's and Greenwich in two of their last three games. Uh, New Canaan is going out of state to play Pasnac Valley. We really don't know anything about this. Other than that, they're three and three. Other than that, they're three and three. But this game does count. Yep. So New Canaan's going to have to win that if they want to keep the uh, alive. Yeah. And then uh, Sean talked about Brunswick and Avon Old Farms earlier. He will. That's where I'll be on Saturday. He's very excited uh, to see Pumajan. Tyson Pumajan, kid going to Clemson versus Versus Cornelius Cornelius Johnson. Although they're not going to be versus. They're not, but still two. Two of the but Brunswick, everyone's two been telling of the most me. talented players in the state going head to head. Brunswick's so. been telling me they they're doing it with smoke and mirrors, so you know maybe this is their time. Although I don't know, Avon, they, that was not a good lo- win. Uh, excuse me, not a good loss last week to Taft. They were up by ten and blew it. So very interesting things going on in that league, the Erickson League, as we uh, go toward head toward the end of the season. Yes, but, but anyway, so those are some games to go out and see. Obviously, there are a ton more. Uh, so make sure to head over to Game Time CT. Sean has already put up the schedule for next week. And uh, thanks for following along. Thank you for staying along with this episode. Uh, next week, I believe Kyle will be back. We'll be doing the NVL. And I believe we're going to be doing the CCC as well. So that's we'll hold, hold me to that because I'm pretty sure it's the NVL and the CCC. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And head out to those fields this weekend.